welcome in to the Full Coverage Football Show. We are on Anchor.fm. We are on Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Google Pods, Apple Pods. Find us there. Subscribe. Download. Most of all, enjoy the show. And let us know that you're listening. Do so by hitting us up on Twitter at FCFSPod. There is a link on our Twitter to become a part of the show if you want to send us a message. If you want to follow me, my name is Jeremy Somerville. You can follow me on Twitter at SomervilleCLE. And if you want to follow my co-host, Mr. Drew Ward, you can do so at Ward296-72985. We got a hell of a show coming up for you tonight. We're going to talk football, free agency, frenzy. It is going to be fun. We got a lot of things to get off our chest, a lot of opinions about Eric Armstead. Maybe we talk about some DeAndre Hopkins in that trade. Stephon Diggs got traded. If you haven't heard where, we'll fill you in on that. The Browns have been doing some things. The Lions have been doing some things. So you know we'll talk about our teams. We're also going to talk about that guy, Tom Brady, the GOAT, the six-time Super Bowl champ. We'll talk about him and where he's headed and for how much. If you haven't heard, stay tuned. Because right after this break, we'll talk that and so much more when we bring on my co-host, Mr. Drew Ward. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. Hey, are you in Ohio and you want to get your concealed carry license? Do you want to learn more about your weapon and how to use it? Do you want to just become comfortable with your gun? Then do me a favor. Go to the pros. Go talk to Jim and Ed at Concealed Carry Ohio Firearms Training. You can go take a CCW class for just $90 with $20 PayPal deposit or check required. March 14th is their next one. Sign up now. Get in there. That's Concealed Carry Ohio Firearms Training. You can find them on the net, concealedcarryohio.business.site. Or if you need to call them, give them a call at 440-391-4118. That's 440-391-4118. Concealed Carry Ohio Firearms Training. Talk to the boys. They'll help you out and learn how to use your weapon and get your concealed carry license today. Go check it out. Welcome back into the Full Coverage Football Show. At this time, I would like to bring in the star of the show, Mr. Drew Ward. What is happening, my brother? Ah, hello, hello. Um, nothing, man. Like, What the hell are we supposed to do right now? I mean, the world's on lockdown. Everyone uh, happy and healthy over there at the Ward compound? As of now. It's terrible, though, dude, because like, what would you normally do if you were just locked away for like 14 days? You just watch every game sporting thing you could. Absolutely. And so, like, now, like, I literally, it's just, like, I don't know what to do. Like, right now I'm watching it, the 2006 NCAA tournament, Illinois, Arizona. Illinois was down, like, 16 with, like, <laughs> two and a half minutes to play, and then they sent it to overtime. I mean, I know what happens, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with it, man. It's tough. How is everybody uh, in your neck of the woods? You know, everyone's happy and healthy. I can't complain, but that's good. The sports, no sports is killing me for the most part. And it's a good thing that, you know, the NBA and NFL have opened up their digital platform so we can watch Game Pass. I've watched a couple (laughs) things on that. I started watching Letter Kenny on Hulu. If you get a chance, watch that. That shit is hilarious. I'll check it out. It's crazy because last week when we were on. You know, everything wasn't completely shut. Well, I guess kind of everything was pretty much shut down. It was, all. I mean, yeah, it was headed that way. And then during but the show, we had your heart broken when golf got canceled. And 
Yeah, I mean, and now golf, like the PGA Championships canceled, the Masters is postponed. Like, this virus sucks, and I'm sick of it. And it's only been like, we've only been without sports for like five days. It's terrible. <laughs> four days. And, and there's still even been NFL free agents. Um, yeah, they, but that's uh, for like, it's just, it just is tearing apart people's lives right now, even that we don't have. Absolutely. And we were talking about it earlier this week. Like, how's everyone going to feel, you know, when people are worried about losing their jobs? And then we got to listen mm-hmm. to guys getting paid $100 million contracts. And how's that going to make us feel? And, you know, it sucks to hear that, especially for people who are, you know, missing out and living paycheck to paycheck. But it's given us something to get our minds off of everything else that's right. going on. And yeah. it's been great for the most part to have the NFL back and happy new year to the NFL mm. to everyone, except for Bill O'Brien. And we'll talk about him in a little bit. And Sean Payton. And Sean Payton. Yeah. Sean Payton got coronavirus and he was just out at some racetrack on Sunday or something with a bunch of people. And I mean, hopefully everyone's good with that. He says he's healthy, but with this virus, we've learned that it's not just you. It's the, yeah, 15 other people you've come in contact with. So as we get into this and free agency has started, probably the biggest news out of all of this is the fact that Tom Brady, surprise to me, I didn't think he would actually do it, is actually leaving his home in New England, in Foxborough, leaving the hoodie to go south to Tampa and join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You surprised that he's going to Tampa? Yeah, I mean, dude, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, this is, I'll tell you what, this shows Bill Belichick is the most cutthroat motherfucker ever, dude. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have loyalty to anybody, dude. Because <laughs> they met the night before, right? And Belichick, yeah. and they, and Belichick, you know Belichick came at it and like, I'll give you 15 mil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, he lowballed the shit out of him. And, and this is kind of like, it's interesting to see. It sucks that it's on the back end of, of you know, Brady's career because – We've always had that argument, right? We've always said, is, is this more of a, is it like a Belichick and the scheme and the system um, that every, you know, team tries to replicate or most of my team? Um, <laughs> hey, my or, team's been third a few times. Or is this just Tom Brady being awesome? Is this, yeah. this you know, this late round pick, you know, from Michigan that was not, not going to sniff starting if, if Let's Went and got hurt? So it's, it's wild. We always had that argument. And so I guess we'll see. I mean, right now you look at the Patriots and it's like, I mean, not that great of a looking team right now, is it? No, you're you're really wondering. Now they franchise their guard, Joe Thune. They did, but outside, and they've traded Duran Harmon, but they signed another safety tonight. They, I mean, the defense still looks okay with what's left of it that hasn't gone to the Lions yet. But yeah. you're really wondering who's going to start for this team. And I jokingly said earlier today that this is where you see Shea Patterson, the joke of a quarterback I've always said he is. Shea Patterson out of Michigan gets picked in the sixth round by the Patriots and then ends up being a stud. No, that's a joke. Shea Patterson's I trash. I don't think but that's yeah. going to happen. But your point. Yeah. This is exactly, exactly what you said. We're going to see how good the hoodie is and see it's, what they're it's, doing. It's going to be and, something to behold, man. And a lot of people are, oh, look at how good Tampa is going to be. They're going to be in the playoffs guaranteed. Now, hold up a minute because let's say Tom Brady wasn't that good last year. No. Yes, he was. He he was. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of options. 
The offense wasn't great, but he's going to a team that has weapons. But these are weapons that really got their numbers based on the fact that they had the ultimate gunslinger at quarterback who it was all or nothing with, but 2,000-yard receivers in Godwin and Evans. Yeah. It was the way that offense was run with Jameis thrown for almost 5,500 yards. Are the numbers going to be the same in Tampa, or is this going to be more of the no short to intermediate routes? And But I'll tell you over? what. Let me ask you this. When – when Antonio Brown played, mm-hmm. right, okay, and I know it was what, one game, mm-hmm. and he didn't play a lot, but when Brady had that electric guy on the outside, I mean, granted it was the Dolphins, I know, but, like, it, it does matter having that X that you can go to on the outside like that. Mm-hmm. And you got two of them, you have a nice tight end, and, uh, and I also think Antonio Brown's going to end up playing for Tampa. Um I can't see that, but we'll talk. We'll about see. That. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. But we'll, I mean, again, uh, I, I don't know. We'll, I, I, I'm shocked he's going to Tampa, but it's going to be fun. It's just the Bucks are just a weird place. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, but, yeah, but I love Bruce Arians, dude. I love me some Bruce Arians. I mean, this is going to be fun for them because they have the quarterback now who doesn't turn the ball over. How are you going to feel different, like? Like, are you going to hate Tom Brady? It was, it was like that – for me, it was just almost like I just hated that entire Patriots structure of hate- Brady and Bell. You know what I mean? I didn't necessarily hate Brady individually. It's just annoying that, you know, he just wins Super Bowls every other year. Yeah, and that's exactly how I feel. Like, I respect them. They're damn good. They're oh, damn, certainly. They're great. But, I mean, we're coming from two franchises who are bottom of the barrel, so it sucked to see that every year. Where we're like, man, we won six games this year. If we win eight next year, you know, we're rolling. Know. They're like, yeah, we lost in the where we lost in the playoffs, and you know, it sucks. And they had it was like ten years in a row they were in the AFC title game. My team hasn't Absolutely. sniffed an AFC title game in my entire lifetime. So, correct. There's one. That's exactly what it comes down to. Is yeah, I respect them, but now it's going to be fun to see what they can do. And yeah, I'm with you. I like Bruce Arians. I loved him when he was in Cleveland, but. It's going to look different. It's going to look different than it did with, with Javis. And so now we can talk about Tampa. We know what they're going to do. They're going to build up that, you know, probably the secondary, maybe get another tackle or two. Maybe they sign a free agent running back. Maybe they add the Todd Gurley who got released today. Something like that. Todd Gurley for 10 to 15 yeah. carries a game could be someone that would be nice to put with Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Yeah, and Ronald Jones has shown promise too. Um, I just think neither of those guys. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be running back by committee, but I think if you bring Gurley in at the right price, then and it's certain. But, but what's Gurley's price tag? Because I mean, Gurley's value just diminished so much in such a short span of time. It's a twenty-five-year-old running back who had a great career up to this point. He's not thirty-two. With, you're serious? With, Doesn't it seem like he's a hundred? Because he's like, well, I mean, his I mean, knees are his, yeah, his knees are fifty-two. <laughs> I mean, his knees are double his age. He's the That's the knees are so terrible. Shit. I mean, I'm a fat, I'm five foot ten on a good day with the right shoes on and almost 300 pounds. And I've got bad knees, but somehow my knees can hold up to more of a pounding than Todd Gurley's can. And that's a premier athlete. But, but dude, didn't how, he how still have like 12 yards last year? How many yards? 
I think he had like 12 touchdowns last yeah. year. He's a great red zone guy for a football. Yeah. No, in, in that you're like you were saying, situationally, I think it's a wonderful move now that he's I mean, for the for the Rams, I get it too, because the Rams are cap strap. Mm-hmm. Shocking. They went out and tried to sign every big name person they could. I mean, um, I, I mean they cut Clay Matthews. Yeah, um, which Clay Matthews is on the downside of his career. That one. He was I mean, listen, he he. I, no, I get the yeah. cap, but you know, he still had eight sacks in like thirteen mm-hmm. games last year. I think so. He's still. I mean, that's still productive to an Absolutely. extent. But but yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting, man. I'm I'm kind of excited. I'm excited to see Tampa Bay. Absolutely. They're going to be an interesting team. And I think the draft is going to really determine how far they're going to go this year. I think they need to add a slot guy. They need to add a tackle and then work on that secondary. So we'll see where they go. And we got to see exactly what this contract is. From what I've heard, it's going to be about two years and it's going to be 60 million. Yeah. So that gives Tom the money he wanted. He wanted to be a 30 million a year. And he should. And yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I understand him leaving. He wants to try something different. He's 42 years old. going to be 43. I think he was just lowball, dude. I Honestly, I can almost guarantee Belichick lowball that man. And a lot of the story goes back to 2017 at the trade deadline where they, thought about, where they thought about moving him instead of Garoppolo. And this is where <laughs> the downfall of the Patriots may have began. So we have to see, was the hoodie making the right move and ready to move on? Because we know the hoodie... <laughs> They were ready to move on from guys. <laughs> they won the Super yeah. Bowl after that, they though. Did. So I don't know if it was the end, the beginning. I mean, the well, it was the beginning of the downfall of Tom's career there. He was ready to maybe move okay. on after that. I think before that, he was ready to, you know, maybe finish up there. But the Lions have won nine games the last two years. <laughs> Their downfalls went to the Super Bowl. What the hell's going on? That's how good they are, dude. I mean, it's insane. <sighs> To say, okay, we got an 80 year old quarterback who's ready to move on. Like, it also shows you how good Tom has been taking care of his body, the TB12 method, and doing and all I also that. Think that. It's going to be fun to like have that, that dynasty kind of behind us. Yeah. It's time to open up something <laughs> new. And maybe this is, you know, maybe, yeah. Maybe this is the Pat Mahomes dynasty time. It really looks like that. But Tampa is where the Super Bowl is this year. Is Tom Brady going to make history once again and be the first home team to play in their home stadium in a Super Bowl? I mean, that's what this could end up happening. Could this be a rigged referees just rigging (laughs) games to get Tommy to the Super Bowl? We're going all the way back to the tuck rule, which started the dynasty, where the refs basically rigged it. I mean, we'll see. I think they have the talent to do that. We'll see if they put it together. It's hard to, you know, see, here's the thing, man. It's hard for us to sit here and say, listen, you added Tom Brady, and all of a sudden you went from being a borderline, well, a pretty mediocre-ass team yeah. to now you're a Super Bowl contender because you have Tom Brady. And I understand Tom Brady's great, but James Winston, although he's, he's very turnover-prone, James Winston can still play, too, a little bit. I mean, seven of their nine losses were seven points or less, and that's a Jameis pick six. I mean, yeah. it could change things. I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't have high hopes going into this. I don't think they're going 15 and one, 14 and two, but they make so the right moves around him. You know, no, is what you're saying? Well, yeah, it's 16 and 0 or 13 and three, but no. Okay. I think they have a chance to improve. I don't know how much because I don't think Tom, 
he just wasn't that good last year. And yeah, he's he dude, he's forty nine. Like, yeah, he's like everybody's like, Yeah, he's just tall. It's like, dude, he's old. Like yeah. like people don't play this long. He's played twenty years. I mean, Christ, twenty twenty one years will be I don't know how many fucking years. Yeah, too I mean, many years. For saying the guy isn't that good for a guy his age, he's really fucking good. Listen, dude, I was I wasn't even a teenager when he busted in the league. <laughs> I'm a 30-some-year-old man now. Like, Tommy's been around forever. Yeah. The Browns have had 26 quarterbacks. Right. 26 starting quarterbacks (laughs) since Tom Brady started for the Patriots. 26. Let it sink in, boys and girls. 26. It's insane. insane, dude. Absolutely insane. And this year could be the first time since – I don't even remember how long ago that the Browns could have the same quarterback start opening day back-to-back years. That's how insane it's been. But before we get into them, let's talk Patriots. Where did the Patriots go from here? What are, is this Jared Stidham time? Are they going to start Cody Kessler? Like Those are the two guys they have on the roster. I know one thing, Cody Kessler's not that good. Stidham's a guy who he's interesting because he was a really good prospect coming into college. Auburn, they didn't really throw the ball that much with him. But he's got arm talent. Is this? Do you think Bill's going to go with him, or do you think they're going to bring in someone else here? They have to listen. I. I think that... you make the. I think you make the call about Jacoby Brissett, right? Don't you have to call Indianapolis and, and see what, what they want for Jacoby Brissett? You could, because we know that defense is good enough to win games well, with a game manager. And we just know that. I mean. Jacoby Brissett knows the system. He knows, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's something you can get done, especially since they brought a quarterback in. Um, I think that's an option. I mean, if you look at – I mean, they're not going to go get Jameis. <laughs> they're, you know what I mean? I don't think so, at least, personally. I mean, I don't see Jameis being a quarterback. I think they have to bring in – you got, I mean, you can't just. It's got to be a veteran. You can't just. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not gonna. In, I, I, they might draft somebody depending on who's there. Um, they need to figure it out. But what about Cam Newton? Cam Newton, a Bill Belichick kind of guy. I mean, I guess maybe if, maybe you don't have to be a Bill Belichick type guy. Maybe that's just a a Matt Patricia kind of thing. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it was poor. It, it would. I could see. Cam, I don't know. I don't know if I could see Cam Newton there. Um, I I don't see Cam Newton there yeah. either. I think Cam eventually gets cut, though. I don't think anyone trades for him. And James, However, was saying James ain't going anywhere. No, I think James. I think people are really. I understand he threw thirty interceptions, but he got year. LASIK, dude. Like, what the hell but, don't people understand about it? I think James is a starter in this league. I do too, and. It looks like a a lot of teams are ready to put him on the bench and he's going to be a backup somewhere. Fine. But if the Chargers really want to start Tyrod Taylor, go ahead and start Tyrod Taylor. No, Tyrod Taylor. James Winston's way better than Tyrod Taylor. And they're good with starting Tyrod. That's what they're saying right now. They're saying they're not going to touch James. So as far as New England, I think if I'm running New England right now and I am Bill Belichick, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think Andy Dalton Mm -hmm. is the best fit. I don't, I don't right disagree now. with you at all. And one more thing. 
Jameis Winston's arm talent is way out of Tyrod Taylor's league. Okay. Jameis Winston can make all the throws. If you've ever watched Tampa Bay play, yes, he makes some atrocious mistakes. But he they're can, on NFL Network right now. You can watch that game against the Rams and you see how many videos. He can make every throw out there. So mm-hmm. I I mean, Tyrod Taylor cannot. And I like Tyrod yeah. Taylor, but Tyrod Taylor is is a backup quarterback in this league, and he's he's a he's a respectable veteran backup. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if I'm running the Patriots, it's Andy Dalton that I'd go for, and I'd make another trade. I'd make two trades for quarterbacks. I would trade for Andy Dalton, <laughs> and I would trade for Josh Rosen, and I would have Josh Rosen learn under Andy Dalton. <laughs> Dude, Josh Rosen for one year. Like I'm fucking sick. I'm moving, man. <laughs> he's he's not start. I mean, he's not the. They don't think he's the answer in Miami. Get him New England. Or dude has been get him to a team lost around, dude. <laughs> exactly. And Josh McDaniels. Think about all the guys who've been tossed around the league who end up in New England. Yeah. And finally look good. They made Matt Castle look like a quarterback enough that he got a ton of money from twelve games. Yeah. Or, no, they won ten games or ten or eleven games and missed the playoffs. Yeah. But and the Lions can't insane. make the play like it just doesn't make any hey. 2021, since we all know now that the collective bargaining agreement passed, there's going to be extra playoff teams in each league. Yeah. The Browns and Lions have a chance, baby. I know. Browns and Lions have a chance. I was really a big proponent of just doing a, like, a, you try to, you try to find your most local conference. Like, so you, you find for that 17th game, you find an AFC Mm -hmm. team and an NFC team. So, like, the Browns would play the Lions every year. We rotate Ben, like, coming away. That's how you do it, or at least for the lines, because we, we we need that for just our own personal, you know, enjoyment. Um, if that happens, we can both look at it like, hey, we both might have a win this year, right? <laughs> that's how both of us would look at it. Yeah, that's how, and our teams would end up tying, but that's just what would happen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'd like to see that if they do this with the 17th game, but they won't. Who knows with the NFL? Yeah. So as we're talking free agency, mm-hmm. right now, out of all the team, all the free agency signings, who's, what's your favorite free agency signing you've seen so far? Can it be? Can it be a, a trade and sign? I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's say you're. Let's just go instead of favorite signing, favorite acquisition. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. Oh yeah. I mean, that's all I can think about. And I'm thinking, I hear these reports from. Did you read any of those reports about Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> Comparing them to Aaron Hernandez yeah, so and saying he doesn't like all, him because he's got too many baby mamas. I want to put this on the record, too. You have a, a crazy Coke dude like Michael Irvin coming on all popped up saying shit. <laughs> so let's take things like, in, in all due respect, Michael Irvin's great, great wires here, but let's be honest here. Like, we, you know, he's freaking out. Oh, yeah. Then Hopkins comes out and kind of squashes Hopkins. It's classy. But you're sitting here like you're trading the, like to me, who's the best or, or the second best wide receiver in the league. Um, we're both high on, we're both high on new cops. Yeah, because the guy doesn't drop passes. Well, and the guy's been been dominant with every quarterback before even Deshaun Watson. Exactly, the guy will eat all day long, and you trade for David Johnson. <laughs> second round, like what? And like, dude, you think Cliff Kingsbury and the boys are like, what? What the? What they say? <laughs> Like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like, was he at a martini lunch? Like, was that was was Bill O'Brien at a martini lunch, and he was just getting weird with it, like trading for mediocre ass running backs and giving up Nuke? 
and you get a second round back. It was just unbelievable. And everybody's still like, what the hell is this guy doing? And then you have the Aaron Hernandez things coming out, him saying, I don't know, something about baby mamas being around. It just sounds petty as shit. But anyway, like, what is Bill O'Brien doing? Can you can you defend Bill O'Brien at all on your end? I mean, I'd love to hear. Can I defend Bill O'Brien? Uh, I mean, then, if we're in the court of law right now, I might be able to come up with some kind of two days later. fake story here. But no, Bill, this was – listen, we talked about, oh, David Johnson. Okay, he's going to the Texans. Fine. Okay, cool. And then, like, 10 minutes later, you find out DeAndre Hopkins is going to Arizona. And then it all of a sudden clicked for me. I'm like, wait, are they really trading David you Johnson? You that. Or... You're, like, you're like, that yeah. can't be like a, like a real No, it, it's got to be separate deals. It's insane. Right. Or, and then, <laughs> or there's first-round I mean, picks coming or, or, like. Think about this for Bill O'Brien. He's traded away to Davian Clowney mm-hmm. and DeAndre Hopkins. And gotten zero first round picks in return. But then, but then he spends a gajillion dollars on Laramie Tun or a gajillion, you know, so much capital on Tunsil and Stills and gets them. And <laughs> he then, just doesn't know. He doesn't and, then, know and then, right after they traded DeAndre Hopkins, they signed Randall to Cobb a gajillion, well, <laughs> a three year deal worth 27 million and 19 million guaranteed. Like, I imagine. If I I imagine Cobb's agent calling up Bill O'Brien and being like, "Yeah, listen, uh, we'll take you know two years, ten million, and seven million guaranteed," and Bill O'Brien goes, "Hang on, I got a better idea. How about three years, twenty-seven million, nineteen guaranteed?" Do you know what Cobb made last year in Dallas by chance? I don't know. I think it was about two million. I think it was near the league minimum for a player in his or for his level of experience because. He was not that good in Green Bay for a couple years. He had a good year or two, but then he fell off the plate. I mean, he just disappeared with the injuries. They killed him. And now he had an okay time. You know, he looked okay. He was fine in Dallas Dallas. for the number that he was getting paid. But to get – Nine million a year, a year older, a year older. You mean, like, come oh. on, like, I just think that's a terrible. And then it's just like, if I'm a Texans fan, I'm just like, we're letting this maniac run everything. He's our head coach, and it's just like, what he doesn't realize is Bill O'Brien, the GM, is just just screwing Bill O'Brien, the head coach. <laughs> and at the same time, he's like, you can't fire me because what's anybody else going to do? Because he's leaving the draft capital and salary cap more bare than the toilet paper aisle at Walmart. And this is a guy who you expect to be able to keep Deshaun Watson. If I'm Deshaun Watson right now, I'm really thinking about maybe, you know, I shouldn't sign a deal. And by the way, last year in Dallas, one year, $2 million base salary, $2 million signing bonus. For that for me. I don't have my computer in front of me. That's what I mean. So you trade. You trade DeAndre Hopkins for a dude, David Johnson, who didn't even play two years ago and really didn't even get on the field last year. Um, they decided to tag or to, to go with Kenyon Drake over you. Mm-hmm. And you get the best wide receiver in football. And I feel like, dude, I almost feel like the Cardinals were like, you know what, Bill? 
we'll throw in our second round pick. Bill wasn't even <laughs> Bill wasn't even asked for. It. They're like, listen, man. Like, they're like, we know we're getting over on this guy. So you know what, Bill? We respect you. We appreciate you. You're just such a good GM. We're gonna send. We're gonna get a second <laughs> round or two. He's like, I just stole this yeah. guy. I just got David. Yeah. I feel like he was looking at 2016 David Johnson stats. Yeah, exactly. David Johnson hasn't this, been that same player at all. Not even and, close to it. And that's why when we were talking about money and stuff for Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley could go to Houston on a four-year, $70 million contract because Bill O'Brien is a nutcase who makes zero sense. But they could have I mean, waited. They could have I mean, – see, like, he, he has a personal vendetta with DeAndre Hopkins. And they could have waited two days and then just signed Todd Gurley instead mm-hmm. of going to get this yeah. the best wide receiver football for, for a dude been <laughs> mediocre and, and then injured for an entire season. And they're like, oh, well, you know, he might have held out and wanted more money. Okay, well, this guy might have deserved it. And, yes, I know we've talked on this podcast and said it a million times. This is a great wide receiver draft. There are a lot of really good, talented wide receivers in this draft. There's, I don't see a DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is beast. <laughs> you know what you have. Right. It's the Stop mystery with the mystery box. It's family Guy. We always talk about it. It's like they're like, you can have DeAndre Hopkins, or you can have this mystery box, and in it is somebody at best could be DeAndre Hopkins, and you're like, oh, oh, all right. It's like you take DeAndre Hopkins. Like, listen, you know, you, you the, these. I would if one of these kids came to be the next DeAndre Hopkins. That's fantastic. But DeAndre Hopkins has been top three to five wide receiver in football for many years. This is a new Nuke, Nuke's a star, and he's a great dude on and off the field. His mom and, burned up face and shit too. Yeah, and she's blind, and yet yeah, that boy blind. worked his ass off. To become who he is today, there's there's guys who don't deserve like who you see become millionaires and you're like that guy's just a pos whatever. This is a good guy on and off the field. Who cares if you got multiple baby mamas? Like the divorce rate in this country is fifty yeah. percent for God's sakes. It's gonna happen. But you did mention there was a personal vendetta, and while we're talking it just personal feels vendetta, like... I do want to talk about my favorite acquisition, which is gonna hit close home to you. No, it's not my favorite. My favorite acquisition is the Eagles mm-hmm. getting Darius Slay, who, yes, Wait, the- PFF, Pro Football Focus, say, oh, he's the 83rd-ranked quarterback <laughs> or whatever, but that's horseshit. This is a true shutdown corner. Wait, Slay got traded? Yeah, believe it or not, he got traded. Oh, and they gave up a third-round pick okay. and a fifth-round oh, pick wow. to get a guy who, in my opinion, is a top five to seven <clears throat> cornerback. In this league, who was just playing in a defensive system that didn't make a lot of sense at times. And then you send me, before we go on, you sent me that there may have been a personal vendetta oh, yeah. Yeah, with Matt Patricia. And what did Matt Patricia say? I, I, I read it briefly, but you, you may have it fresher in so, your head than I did. Yeah, so I'll pull it up on my phone right now. Uh, just so I can make sure that I say it correctly. There is what basically says that. They're watching tape from practice in front with the whole team in front of them. And uh, I guess Darius Slay posted a picture of a wide receiver on Instagram. And Patricia brought it up. And, and he said, stop sucking that man's privates. 
<laughs> and so and so let me just put this like so this is 2018. This is this is when essentially Patricia's walking in the building becoming a coach. Um, 25 years ago, that might be some motivational, you know what I mean? Trying to downplay a guy to get him fired up or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But in today's NFL with, with today's with, with the fact that, that everybody on the team is, is millionaires and, and, you know, and you just, you, you don't say that. And so, and, and the other thing is this, this report comes from Dave Burkett, which Dave Burkett is the beat writer, one of the beat writers of the Lions, and he's one of the best in the business, dude. So this is, this is his conversation with Darius Slay kind of out the door. And then, of course, Darius Slay, you know, comes on the radio or goes on the radio in Philadelphia and, uh, and kind of just continues with it. I don't know, I'm not sure which, which came first. I'm sure the Burkett's came first, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, saying that Matt Patricia – and then you have, you know, you have guys online coming in, you know, like Glover Quinn. You have uh, Quandry Diggs, Snacks Harrison kind of all saying the same thing. Um, it's a bad look. And basically last night we kind of saw the writing on the wall. He was basically saying, get me the hell out of here. Yep. Um, and, and it's in, – in, in, you know, in his defense, he's been on the trade block for, for a year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's tough on a guy. And and listen, th- Detroit wasn't going to pay him. But if you look at this now, right? If they would have traded him back at the deadline, I think the return would have been significantly better. And I also think, of course, when when a guy is basically saying "Give me the hell out of here," his value kind of diminishes a little bit. And 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 teams knew Slay wanted out of Detroit. I mean, so. His value's killed, and and listen, you get a, th- a three and a five. Do you think I'm happy about it? Absolutely, I'm not happy about it. Huh? Mm-hmm. You could you could have done it at the at the de- you know at the deadline. It's it just to 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 trade away your best defensive player. Um, it's it's a rough look when 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 your team's not very good, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's hard to get rid of good players. Like you said, the writing was on the wall there, but a lot of it, I don't, I can't blame Slay for it. It was a lot of the way the Lions played him in that defense, the way that they openly talked about moving on from him. And obviously, if Patricia's saying that about his player in a meeting, the writing's on the wall that he doesn't really want you there. And then to sign. in the door too you know yeah. like this is a training camp in in the first season he's there and then when you sign Desmond Trufant who <laughs> I'm sorry Desmond Trufant is an okay player I I don't care what PFF says on some things some things they make sense on others they don't but he's a comparable corner according to PFF but I don't think he holds Slay's jock and when you sign him to a two-year deal the writing is on the wall tenfold that it's they're going to be able to move him, but you've, you've talked is, him down. Yeah, the guy knows he wants out, and then you've signed his replacement already before you move on from him. This is the Cleveland Browns way of doing business, where you kill the value of your player 
to make yourselves look better, but then you get nothing in return for what they're really worth, and everyone wonders, why do our guys go and then look so much better everywhere else? And the other thing is, too, Jeremy, you you saw on social media, every player came out in every, like, everyone in the league knows he's a dog, dude. Like, yeah. everybody knows Darius Slake can play. Absolutely. Like, from Jalen Ramsey, I mean, you got everybody. Stephon Gill, like those guys know Slay can play. PFF, while it's great and it's cool, and Kevin Stefanski probably likes it. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it, the Browns it, in a little bit. You're right. You're right, though. I mean, it it, it only goes so far at radio. I mean, come on. It, it is big, great, though. We we yeah. love it. We love it because we're nerds about the shit. But exactly. But it, it, at the same time, it doesn't always tell the whole story. That and to say that it doesn't tell the story is one hundred percent correct because you sent me a chart earlier that shows the Lions <laughs> logo and I'll I'll make sure I tweet this out so you guys know what we're talking about it we'll tweet it out at FCFS Pod but it's a chart that basically makes the Lions logo looks like it's doing social distancing from the rest of the NFL where they send the least amount of guys they give up the so much time and then give five seconds of time. <laughs> for a quarterback to make a throw like bro, I, you could send out high school kids and if you give them five seconds of time with nfl receivers and you're not allowed to touch them they're going to get open and make completions so that's my not favorite, all on no my favorite was dak prescott after one of the games like after we played them he's like i felt like i had all day back <laughs> he's like i could just go through all my progressions a couple of times like he and it's like yeah because matt we're sending three guys it's just listen Everybody knows my feelings about the Lions, and that's not even mm-hmm. where I'm at. But based off a lot of the guys that have walked out of the door previously, um, they've had things to say. And, and, we, and we knew right away. Like, remember when Patricia made him practice outside in the snow and yeah. pissed everybody off? Like, like, he's been kind of doing that. It's like, you can't just Belichick people, Right. Most most NFL players do not. They're these guys are going. They don't want to be talked to like that. They don't want to be ran into the ground. They don't want to. You know what I mean? And we're this, busting our ass for sixteen games a year. We don't need to be practicing out in the damn snow. That's just the way people feel, and it's just mm-hmm. a bad. It, it, listen, it, you can say it's hard nose or whatever, but at what point when it starts to to make? It, there was another report that said that there was players actively telling free agents they shouldn't come to Detroit <laughs> on our team. And, and, it, it just, and it says everything. But we've already talked about why that might be. It's because these guys look like they're on their way out and you're basically coming into a dead man walking situation where a new With regime comes in. Patriots, ex, ex-Patriots. Yeah. And I'm not going to – I'll turn this around in a second, but I'm not going to hate 100% on what the Lions are doing because some of it can look good. But the Belichick thing – that didn't work for Belichick in Cleveland because Belichick hadn't established anything other than being a really good assistant coach. So that's where a lot of these Belichick disciples go. They try to be Bill right away, not realizing that Belichick failed in Cleveland. Now he didn't fail terribly because the last time this team won a playoff game was a Bill Belichick coach team in 1994 against the Patriots. But all these guys go away and they think they can be Bill right away, but they haven't established it. So no. they try to do it, and yeah, it works for Bill, but that's because Bill's become the These hoodie. guys look like wannabes, man. Exactly. 
And these now, players see right through their bullshit. Now, the Lions, I'm not going to 100% hate on them because I like some of the moves they've made. Whatever. Jamie, saw- if you get out, if you get out Jamie Collins, if you can get his actual skill out of him, that could be a good signing. But th- what they're doing that doesn't make sense is you're replacing guys who you already had, like a Devin Kennard, who was pretty good, I thought, last year, with another guy and paying him more money than what you would pay Kennard, who signed mm-hmm. a deal with the Cardinals. And then you trade away a safety and you get Deron Harmon from the Patriots. Who I like. Which was I a do. good trade because they gave up hardly anything to get him. I think it was a fifth rounder and they Correct. gave up a seventh rounder. So that's seventh a good rounder. deal. But at this point, you have more expatriates than Lions were right. on the team when you first took over. So they are and building something on defense. To an extent. I get and, and listen, I you know, I don't give them credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll give credit where I think credit's due. Okay. I think that they're basically just blowing the defense up. And and their defense was shit trash last yeah. year, right? So I do like some of the the signings. The Jamie Collins signing, I'm not huge on. Okay, no, and I don't seen, blame you for that. I've seen him play. You you know you know personally. The guy likes uh, his money, but he only plays for Bill. Right, and so and listen, and I get also I do understand of plugging guys from New England because it fits Matt Patricia's scheme. Mm-hmm. But the problem I have is when their asses get canned mid-season or at the end of the season, we're left with the whole fucking team of Patriots <laughs> that, that that fit a specific scheme that, what are we going to, who's the next guy from the Patriots we can get? You know, and it's yeah. just like, it, 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 and it's, it's where, or you see, they should have, they should have cut the ties with these guys now and rebuilt before they ruined this whole entire, the entire roster. And they're on their damn way of doing it. I understand some of the things they're doing. But at the same time, it's clearly they're they're you if you pay attention, it's all scheme specific mm-hmm. players to what they want to do. And I will and, say the Lions have a chance in this division right now. Because Minnesota Minnesota has Minnesota's a lot of bad offs, dude. I mean they, they didn't have any money. No, and <laughs> they moved on from a lot of things and then they extend Kirk Cousins and then they bring in Sean Mannion again and yeah, they got some and quarterbacks I, that are tall and white. Not but, to get off subject, but I also think when you look at Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. and then and then two hours later, Steph Diggs goes for a <laughs> ransom, and it's just like, okay, because yeah. I mean, listen, I think the Bills overpaid for Steph Diggs. That's me personally. I'm not. Everybody can have their opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, Steph Diggs is a good player. Josh Allen, not sure he can throw still. Yeah. Um, so, but you know the Bills needed. We'll, we'll skip to this. Yeah. Why not? You know the they Bills needed a number one. They so if you're that? sitting there and you had the 22nd pick, I get do you it. want the mystery box or do you want a 25-year-old Stephon Diggs who's already proven? I know. I love how everything, like every idea I relay back to the mystery box because I think the mystery box tells everything. There are certain times where the mystery box makes sense. It does. It's a great reference. It really even is. Even with all these wide receivers, like who would I rather have? Would I have T. Higgins, who he's a player. But I don't think he's going to be Stephon Diggs. Now, Stephon Diggs was a fourth round pick. There could be another guy like him. But, but I also think you're taking on you're taking on more cap too. So you got to take you got to take consideration what Stephon Diggs makes. And his contract isn't that terrible, really. When you take it's it over, I mean, all... eleven million. Yeah. I mean, how how much do you think? Okay, let's compare Amari Cooper and Stephon Diggs. Do you think they're okay. tier both tier one, or is one a tier one, one's a tier two? 
Um, I personally think Amari Cooper's a tier one, and I think Stefan Diggs is right at the edge of a two to a one. That's okay. where I'm at with. So, I mean, but I don't think it's far off, but but I think Amari Cooper is in the first year. Okay. And Amari Cooper is a $20 million player right now, $20 million mm-hmm. a year player, and Stephon Diggs is $11 million. I mean, I would lean towards Stephon Diggs if I'm building a team because that $9 million can bring in another guy. But let me ask but, you this. Okay. If we're going to compare. So just for shits and giggles, is DeAndre – compare DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. DeAndre Hopkins is – the best receiver in the league, in my opinion. So, <laughs> for I the same, so Julio, the funny thing Julio. is, con- or contract wise, they're about the same amount of money. So, that just shows you how fucked up Bill. I mean, yeah, he's going to want more money eventually, but he probably would have played this year anyways. The guy's not going to miss games. He's, nope. a, he's a baller and he wants to be out there with his team. Like, that's what he does. Give dude. me DeAndre like Hopkins football. all day long. So, all day long. The, I mean, looking at that Stephon Diggs trade, I'm like, yeah, I'd do that trade. I don't have any problem with that trade. It's close to what the Browns gave up for OBJ last year. That's but, fair. Listen, you can uh, – yeah, I, I'm glad that you you, you the, actually like The problem is that Bill O'Brien made DeAndre Hopkins so easily available in a trade that he, Madden – I heard calling two teams. I mean, I, it's like there's another trade that happened while we're talking crazy trades. All pro defensive tackle Jarrell Casey, who's got a fairly fairly good contract. Oh yeah, yeah. Traded the Broncos for a seventh round pick. Yep, that was amazing. Well, it's a, it's a, well, it's a complete cap dump. But like I, at the same time, you understand that. I know uh, you do, but you're like, why no, couldn't you get better? No one would give you a six. <laughs> right, like, hey, I get where you're coming from. It, yeah. I mean, so, it's some get the cap dumps. I do. Um, you're not calling around being like, hey, listen, Denver offered us a seven. You're like, okay, right. well, we got like six, six round picks. Here you go. Right. I mean, Jarrell for- Casey's a damn good football player. Doesn't and then and then like for me, I'm like, where the fuck was my team at on that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You have nobody in the interior of your line right now, do you? <laughs> no. I mean, I mean- Sean Robinson just signed with the Rams for two years, seventeen million. That's a fairly good deal if if he plays up to Par. Well, he's hurt. He's hurt a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, I like Sean, But there's, uh, he didn't – why yeah. did he stop putting his hands up? Like, his rookie year, I remember him pushing the pocket. Like, he's not a he's not a pass rusher, but he pushes the pocket. And he got his hands up and batted down footballs. And all of a sudden, he just stopped doing that. It's like, the fuck happened there? We got Danny Shelton, dude. You did? Oh, I forgot you got Danny Shelton. And we got the, the – uh, Patriots. Guys, it's it's. I can't think of his right now. The uh, guy from the Bears, defense tackle from the Bears, too. So, uh, man, my brain's fried. This is Corona. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. So, but it's just to me, I feel like personally that I might be just on the side. Um, I feel like in this free agency right now corner has just no value like wide receiver we've seen fluctuating value but like corner we kind of saw what byron jones got right Mm -hmm. so we saw byron jones got but like as far as trading a corner you didn't have any value nick williams Sorry, didn't yeah. interrupt you. Thank you. Popped Thank in my you. head. Um, but you see 
what's happening is so you have corners coming up on deals. The guys that are looking to be traded, the, nobody's trying to trade a top end corner right now that not coming up on a deal. Mm-hmm. Not only is it going to cost you some capital, you're going to have to pay money. And that's why nobody's going to be forking over first round picks. You know, Jalen, what, what, what the Rams gave up for Jalen Ramsey last year and what you look at the value of a trading a top end corner this year is crazy. You think Jackson, Jacksonville sat down there and got a bag of a bag of fucking value mm-hmm. for that Jalen Ramsey pick. And Jalen Ramsey, I mean, at his best is probably the number one corner in the league. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for the number one corner in the league, you do that. But, I mean, I'm so high on Slay that I think if they would have got pure value, it should have at least been a two. And They weren't I mean, going to get a two because of the way the whole thing was handled. Yeah. And while we're talking Eagles, I really like what the Eagles are doing this offseason. I think they're still probably going to sign a wide receiver. We'll get into who's left in a little bit. But adding Javon Hargrave to a line that's already pretty damn good. Hargrave is a stud, and he's been overlooked because he plays in the 3-4 in Pittsburgh. But this guy for three years, $39 million, that is going to be one of the biggest signings by the middle of the season I think that we're going to notice is Javon Hargrave to the Eagles while we're talking plays we like or acquisitions that we really like. But who else – what other acquisitions do you like? We'll get away from the Lions for a little bit. Well, the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins basically – <laughs> went out and just fucking went on. The, uh, what are they? Remember that show, uh, Supermarket Sweep or whatever, where you can <laughs> yeah. grab as much shit as you can? Yep. Um, I like the Jordan Howard signing there, actually. Um, I mean, I like, one year, five million, approve it, deal perfect. I like a lot of what they did. I mean, and that, I think that deal right there kind of rattled the running back market a little bit, like as far as mm-hmm. guys that are sitting there, because. I'm all about guys banking on making their money. Yep. But like the thing is, when you're at that position, you're just expendable piece, man. As good as you are, Melvin Gordon, or you know, yeah, Todd Gurley. Even it's just, uh, but I like a lot of what Miami's doing. They're spending. We'll see what they do. I think they got to move up to get Tua. Um, I like Brian, Brian Flores a lot too, man. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that Jordan Howard move is one of my favorites, and I know it's it's a running back move. It's not that exciting of a move, but it, I think it was one of my favorites because I think he'll be good. I think he'll be better a better pass catcher um, in Miami. You know, I'm with you, and that's that's two years, ten million. I thought it was a one year deal. I'm sorry, but they signed Byron Jones, five years, eighty two million, highest paid corner in the league, and then Slay gets his deal and higher. Yeah. But they've got two of the three highest paid corners in the league right now is Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. They're putting their money in a roster that is going to be set up for a quarterback to come in and eventually win. I mean, they added a tight end in Michael Roberts, one year, 660,000 Eric flowers, who's finally a guard. I mean, he struggled in a struggled a lot in New York and then went and played for Bill Callahan, became a solid guard, three years, 30 million. And it's Shaq Lawson. The offensive line whisperer, dude. Yeah, which is great to have him in Cleveland, finally. I mean, Manuel Ugba, two years, 15 million. They're adding edge yeah, rushers. He's a now, so all, all his abilities are just going out the bucket. Yeah. He's become the worst now. It's just I mean, not the, <laughs> the way it works. They signed uh, Ted Karras, one year, four million. He was a starter in New England forever at center. 
He's going to probably be their starter. They've made some pretty solid moves, and they're just building a solid roster. Foundation. The one move that I really question, though, Kyle Van Noy, four years, $51 million. Mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy is a guy who I feel is almost like Jamie Collins, where he's going to get the best. He's going to play the best with Bill Belichick. You know what? We, we drafted Kyle Van Noy. Yes. <laughs> Not to. I, know, I know quite a bit about Kyle Van Noy. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's got talent but he has to be put in the correct situation. And is Brian Flores different than every other Belichick disciple in the fact that he's going to still continue to put these guys in their situation they're best at, not just say, hey, four years, 51 million, you have to do this now. So that's, hmm. that's the only questionable signing I have for them. I like a lot of what they did, though. Byron Jones is... He's he's a nice corner. So when you think of ball hawking corners, Byron Jones isn't up there, right? I no. think he has like two career interceptions. But Byron Jones is is a cover guy. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna he you're I mean that's again is I just think right now the way it works in the NFL if you're ten to fifteen mm-hmm. as far as like your position ranking goes, you're gonna start becoming the highest paid until the yep. next guy. And that's just where we are right now. And so do I think Byron Jones is is top top two corner? Come on. I mean, but, no. but, but, but right. We know it, and I don't think anybody's saying that. It's just uh I was kind of happy the 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 Lions stayed away from that. So here here's the problem. Is you if you're the Lions, not to always come back to the Lions, <laughs> it's just like I just think things that piss me off throughout the day that I bring up on this. <laughs> if you're the Lions and you just draft Jeff Okuda. Did you just let Darius Slay walk for the mystery box? Like, <laughs> like no, see, I, Jeff Okuda could be could be better better than Darius Slay. I, I think Jeff Okuda could be awesome. But if Chase Young's not there. There are times where that mystery box makes sense, like you said, and it might be when you're getting I mean, Jeff Okuda. The far and away best prospect in the draft because that mystery box has a chance. I mean, it's still the mystery box, but it's got such a high chance of outdoing what you already had. Well, Jeff Okuda is just built like a – I mean, he's a freak athlete. He's huge. He's a, he's a rangy corner. I mean, not to get I mean, the draft hard. I mean, but – He's got arms like a wacky inflatable flailing arm too, man. <laughs> wacky flailing <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, he's just – no one completes anything on him. Mm. I mean, I mean, rookie I have a good feeling, dude. I have a feeling Chase Young might be available at three. I have a he feeling. Could be. I think somebody moves up to take Tua with the Redskins. I do. Dude, okay, so while we're talking Tua, I was looking at Bucky <laughs> Brooks. We are all around tonight. I'm just I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, just but, get off on these. How much I, I'm just upset with my team. And then <laughs> Bucky Brooks had his. I respect Bucky draft. Brooks too. I respect Be- Bucky Brooks. And this a lot. is the prior to free agency happening, but he had. Tua going six and actually had the Dolphins, everyone staying put, the no. Dolphins drafting a tackle. I don't remember which tackle even. And then the Chargers taking Tua. No. Yeah, exactly. I don't see that happening either. Dude, what's but, my man's name? Omar Kelly is that his name? Yeah, from Miami. Who's so I was looking at his his draft today. He had Jeff uh-huh. Okuda going 26. 
Oof. Yeah, that guy. That's a good. Yeah, this guy's he's plugged in. He's the same guy that's always like throwing rumors out there that are always like the most ridiculous things ever. So the first Browns game I ever covered, we'll we'll go off on a little side story here. First Browns game I ever covered, I sat next to. Oh damn! What's her name now? I can't think of her name. Shit! Can I help you? She's married to Joe Smith, who played for the Indians. Oh Christ! I don't know. Joe Smith, the lefty, the, the the bullpen lefty. Yes, the side armor. Yeah. Allie, okay, Allie LaForce. Okay. Allie LaForce. I don't know. She she covers the NBA on TNT now. So. Oh, good for my, her. First Browns game I ever covered, I sat next to Allie LaForce. I always tell this part of the story because I had to sit right next to her, and she sat down and started talking to me. And I consider myself a fairly well-spoken human being. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was like, "Sure." So that's how my day starts. That's covering good. this football game. She's like, so oh, at, who's the special needs guy? Here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a make-a-wish kid yeah. in the press box that day. So Sorry. Speaking of Omar Kelly, uh-huh. talking to some pe- other guys, and once I started talking to guys, I was way better and all of a sudden could talk again. And the make-a-wish kid stayed away from Allie LaForce for the rest of the day. But we're talking football, and I'm listening to these guys talk. These are guys who have covered the NFL for a long, long time. And I'm listening to them, and they're talking about certain guys who don't make a lot of sense. One of them was a current Browns beat writer, who I won't mention. But another mention, one of them. Mention him. Tony Grossi. But, uh, fucking midget. But anyway, get away from Tony Grossi and the midget talk from Baker Mayfield. But Omar Kelly was another guy that they talked about, where Omar does good work for the most part, but tends to want to grow out of his position by going so far left with some of his he ideas. He goes rogue, dude. He goes rogue. He says things that are completely rogue. Yeah, and that's basically the gist of this story, other than the special needs kid that I became talking to Ali LaForce. And Ali LaForce is awesomely talented and I don't know. gorgeous and stunning. And I mean, she's dumb, would, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of her, but... she She's with the... Have the LaForce be with you. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. We got jokes tonight and everything. But yeah, Omar Kelly's a wacko. 26 for Okuda is insane. But what the hell were, was that we were talking about? That we I don't know. This tangent? No, we were talking about. <laughs> wait, I, I feel like we went from Jeffrey Okuda wasn't even clearly he wasn't. We're talking about free agency. Yes. But <laughs> yes. yeah, Jeffrey Okuda is really good. And <laughs> I think he does go to the Lions. <clears throat> but I want to talk about another team, free agency, that's done some excellent work, in my opinion, so far. And it's hard for me to give this team credit because Browns. this team sucks. And I know that because I love this damn team. But credit to Andrew Barry and his staff and analytics. Oh, my God. They said the swear word analytics. Like, hey, watch your people mouth. get so freaked out by that word. Like, it's, it's very they, dirty. We, word. All, we all know that he just inserts things into his computer. And let's see, I hit the button and it tells me I should sign tight end Austin Hooper. Which the Browns did. You get an athletic tight end in this Kevin Stefanski offense where you need two solid tight ends. Now you got mm-hmm. Hooper and Njoku. Four years, $42 million. Pretty nice. good deal. Irv Smith last year, you know. Yeah. This is a good good pick up here. Then you get Jack Conklin, the top right tackle in free agency. Another short-term deal where you get this guy for $14 million annual average value. These are... Both guys who are off their first rookie contract heading into the prime of their career who can also become free agents again 
once they prove themselves in the prime of their career. Greg Robinson. The- Greg Robinson. <laughs> weighing in at 157 pounds. <laughs> Greg Robinson. <laughs> um, how, how has no one signed him yet? <laughs> right. But, so the Browns do that. Yeah. Then they make a trade. Fullback Andy Janovich. They give up a 2021 seventh round pick and get the second best blocking fullback in the league, probably behind Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. This guy's also really good on special teams. Like that, give up almost nothing for him. You could have got Jarrell Casey apparently for that. So then the Browns realize that's true. Hey, I guess that's true. Maybe we got to don't even call the Browns in line on these big, <laughs> like these deals where it's going to be away. Yeah. Like, I going to call them. So then the Browns go. Okay, well, we've missed out on Jarrell Casey. We'll take a fullback. But then the Browns realized they've got a defense, and this was something I was worried what they were going to do. So they sign B.J. Goodson, Carl Joseph, Andrew Billings, three more guys. Bunch of dudes. first contract. Try to replace your two-yard yet. Yeah, I mean, these are guys who you didn't give a lot of money to. They're all one-year prove-it deals who, if they work out, and you don't resign him, you're gonna go the Belichick way, and you're gonna get a lot of compensatory compensatory picks. So that works. And then the Browns go and sign Case Keenum. Three I years did they signed Case Keenum. Hell of a deal for Case Keenum. What? This is the guy who understands How did I not Kevin Stefanski's offense. Did you miss it? Yeah, I completely missed it. I don't know how. <laughs> Day one. Day one of free agency, the Browns get Case Keenum. I completely this missed the whole thing. Who will not only be there to push Baker Mayfield, but he has knowledge of this offense and his best career season, 22 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and won a playoff game with Kevin Stefanski. This, all their moves. That was a magical season. Fit. Yeah, it was. Wasn't that the, and, uh, the, the, the Stefan Diggs, uh, <laughs> Holy Mary play. Yeah. Yeah. The play that shouldn't have happened, but they won that game. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's, that was one of the most insane Mm -hmm. plays ever, but Andrew Billings, Carl Joseph, BJ. These are three guys who they may not be starters. Carl Joseph will be a starter, but Goodson and Billings may not, but they're depth guys. And they're guys who are young veterans who will help the guys in front of them and Sheldon Richardson and Larry Ogunjobi on the defensive line, Mac Wilson and Sione Taki Taki in the linebacker spot with BJ Goodson behind them. But these are all smart moves in the fact that if they work out, you get compensatory picks. If they don't work out, they're one year prove it deals. So the Browns will make other moves in the draft to go ahead and shore up these positions. And they may not be done. I've heard Von Bell, and, oh, how did I forget this one? They also added Kevin Johnson, okay. another former first-round pick. I mean, Kevin Johnson's a guy who looked pretty good in Buffalo last year, played inside and outside, could be a slot guy, couldn't move Denzel Ward into the slot at times. These guys could go in and out. I mean, these are all moves that actually make sense, and they're not spending a lot of money based on what they spent. They still have the highest amount of cap space in the NFL. I mean, these – it's hard for me to give the Browns this much credit because I'm so used to them winning the offseason sometimes and just going out and shitting the bed, i.e. last year, game one. I.e. every year. Exactly. But these moves, they're not flashy. They're not high-profile outside of Hooper and Conklin. Conklin. Yeah. But 
they they seem to be doing something and building something that makes sense. And I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Mm. Mm. Um, I, and they did sign Case Keenum, by the way. I, yeah, I didn't. I, I swear. I, how the hell did I not see that? I just, uh, I mean, everybody, my head's been in a, a pivot. Um, I'll tell you what. So, so I thought I read something about Baker Mayfield and the, the amount of tight end usage. And, okay. uh, and I think it was something about 38%. Of targets, uh, whether well, I don't know, I don't remember if it's in the red zone or just overall or to tight ends. And I think that's going to be very beneficial to him. I, I, I think it's overall. I mean, we saw him try to work the ball to the tight ends last year. They didn't have anybody. Well, they they had nine foot tall Dermatitis Harris, who the Bears signed with their other twelve tight ends that they have. And I will talk about the Bears in a second. But yeah, Baker. But yeah, he likes his tight ends, and that's important. Yeah. That's important to a. And I think Austin Hooper. Also can stretch the field vertically. I mean, we mm-hmm. it, um, good signing. I I still think there are, the offensive line needs another tackle. You got to add somebody else. I mean, although Andrew Thomas, not, although you're probably not going to do it in free agency, of course. Um, but but you're right. So they're definitely going to have to look that that way uh, that way in the draft. But you're right. They're they're they're, they're trying to build something. And in a lot of the things that I like to see GMs do are what you said. We are taking high reward, low risk value is what we're looking for. Okay. If I sign you and you, it, it, things don't work out, there was no, we're on one year risk. I like a lot of one year deals and I especially like them when compensatory picks become valuable to you. Um, that's building it the right way. We'll see what the Browns do, but the Browns still have to head. I don't think they need any more weapons offensively. Um, what's up with Rashard Higgins? Is he still there? Rashard Higgins is talking to the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Because he's still, he's a free agent, correct? He is. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they need to add much more offensively besides the line. Um, but you, you, you're, you're right. They've made a lot of good decisions and, and hopefully that gives you something to be excited about. I don't have much here. So they've, they're doing something which makes sense, which is the oddest part it fits. And I mean, I, I hope it works out, but everything revolves around the one guy you mentioned here. And that's Baker Mayfield. This team's only as good as Baker Mayfield is. It's kind of the opposite of a Dorsey off season too, because Dorsey makes splash big name moves. Yes. Um, It seems like Barry Stefanski, the boys are playing more chess with things, you know, where, where uh, you know, my man Dorsey would just go swing for the big fish all day long. Well, I mean, they kind of did that in getting Conklin and That's true. Hooper. Well, they had Hooper. But then they're like. Done before. I mean, they, they yeah. knew that they had Hooper. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to get our big, we're going to get our big free agent signing. Then we're going to make sure we build properly around him, which is where Dorsey failed last year. Dorsey went and got all the big fish, but then forgot to build other spots and the Browns aren't done. They're probably going to release Chris Hubbard and do some other things. And speaking of Baker Mayfield, do you see the video of him uh, throwing at his high school yesterday? No, Jesus, he was throwing no. to a, he was throwing to a Lions receiver yesterday. Who? D- Danny Amendola. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, him and um, Danny Amendola were working out, but yeah, I figured Danny Amendola to Cleveland confirmed. <laughs> yeah. No, Danny's <laughs> going back to he, 
what is it? One, I think one year, five million. They signed yeah, him for. I'm out of that, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Dude. We've talked about for the most part. We've talked about all these things we like. Now we talked about Bill O'Brien as part of something that we liked in Arizona's favor. But Bill O'Brien just sucks. Yeah, so so other than that trade, any other deals or trades or signings that you haven't really been a fan of? Slay, of course. Yeah. Um. I think Chris Harris got overpaid a little bit. Um, what were the numbers on that? I didn't happen to see him. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't. Sorry, I don't have it in front of me either. I just have my phone. Um, Two years, twenty million dollar max value. I just yeah. It up real quick. I mean, I just think Chris Harris is kind of deteriorating. Um, I actually think that the 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 bulk and the excitement of the draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of guys that are are you running back that are out there. So I don't think there's – to be honest with you, I don't think there's any ones I hated. Tannehill? Oh, oh yeah. Paying Tannehill that money? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm just thinking of guys, you know, yeah, listen. um, Four years, $118 million, $62 million guaranteed. Yeah. And then you tag, you tag, uh, you know, uh, Derrick Henry there Mm -hmm. and – yeah, I saw a video of Tannehill just celebrating, and I'm like, you know what, dude? This guy like feels like he robbed a bank, right? <laughs> He's like, I bet he has that same adrenaline going. He's like, dude, I, I made him think I was good enough to pay me this money. He's <laughs> serious right now. now um, I mean, we talked about him last week, and neither one of us would have signed him to that price. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were dead on that. He had a good regular season, but – the fact that he just disappeared, and maybe that was the game plan, but if that's the game plan to make your quarterback disappear, he's not worth that money. Well, no, that's the deal. That's yeah. I think there's a lot to it because I just think that Mike Vrabel knew that putting the ball in his hands was not going to be the, the recipe to win the playoffs, or at least that's what mm-hmm. he thought, and that's telling. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And while we're talking, before we move on to teams that we didn't like, because I got a team in your division that I don't like what they're doing at all. I want to talk about one more team that I do like what they're doing before the I forget Bears. about them. The Bears. Oh, yeah, the Bears. Oh. I'm going oh. to hate on the Bears. Oh, signing but, I hate it. Nick Foles, big dick Nick. Hated that. Yes, we will definitely get into that. In Sorry, you were I can't wait to say, talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot but, all about Yeah, big dick thing I don't like. I forgot almost about what the Colts are doing. Colts bringing in. Phillip, one-year, $25 million deal. I like that. I think yeah. he's better than Brissett. They got Costanzo back, which I think is big for them. And two years, $33 million for a Value. pro bowl left tackle. That's value. value. This is a team that has a chance to be really, really good because they also made a really good trade, I thought, in adding DeForest Buckner with the 13th overall pick. Beast. And, and then paying him. That's better than the mystery, mystery box. box. Mystery box, better dude. Mystery you're box. damn Comes back to yeah, the mystery. Box. I really you, like what the Colts are doing. So yeah, I mean Chris Ballard's proven that he knows what the hell he's doing over there. Yep. Um. In 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 Chris Ballard's also run into some adversity, especially with the Andrew Luck deal. Um. T. Y. Hilton's been banged up. Listen, they, Josh McDaniels backing out of a deal on him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And Frank Wright kind of and Frank Wright was the perfect guy in that scenario. Um. But but yeah, you're right. I I like what the Colts are doing too, which is. 
I think they need to add another weapon, honestly. I do, because I don't know if T.Y. Hilton's a guy that you can rely on for 16 games anymore. I just don't. Um, and and they got rid of Ebron, which is good. Ebron, I mean, he's a free agent, I believe. Um, I mean, they gave up the 13th pick, but they still have the two picks in the second round, 34 and 44, where I think you can get weapons. I think you can add it. Mm-hmm. If you're not sold on Mac as your running back officially, I think you can add another running back there. I think you can add a wide receiver there. Then you got 75. You got three picks in the top 75 still. Yep. And you they're got Forrest Buckner. They're fine, I think. Yeah. They're gonna be good. Yep. But you're absolutely right in the fact you can't trust T.Y. Hilton at this point, which we've talked about before on the show. And that division, too. That division's a shit show right now, dude. Mm-hmm. That division's an absolute shit show. Because – so the Titans, okay. Now, no, let's move on. I don't want to get back. Let's go. We we talked about that last week where we think they're gonna slide probably in signing Tannehill and then trading well Jarrell, trading away Jarrell Casey because you gave Tannehill so much money. Everybody in that division is just like trading like crazy willy nilly, like like on fucking drugs, dude. Like I don't understand what's happening. Like that division is like I swear they're pumping like crazy like poison into the vents up in up in headquarters there. I don't know what the hell is going on. I mean I think that's Houston's division if they had a number one receiver. Jesus. <laughs> and so they're but, gonna rely on Will Fuller to play four games? I mean yeah. come on, what are we doing hey, here? All three games he plays, they win. Good, he's good. But I mean I really like Kenny Stills there too, but just for whatever. I mean whatever. So while we're while we're getting on to things we hate on the our other Bill O'Brien team of the week, the Chicago Bears. Listen, Chicago, the only thing worse than drafting Mitch Trubisky and seeing him fail with the number two overall pick is He's then, bring, bringing in Mitch Trubisky number two. Bringing in Mitchie number two and giving up a fourth-round pick for a guy that nobody thought Nobody in their right mind thought the Jags could trade away Nick Foles and get that anything contract, of value in return. That, right. Dude, I thought they would have, have to Brock Osweiler that thing. Oh, you would have to offer me, like, yeah, you're right. That was a Brock. That should have been a Brock Osweiler move. Yeah. That, listen, Nick Foles, dude, is a Lions fan. I'm like, okay. But with Nick Foles, and I'm also like, all right, Stefan Diggs is gone. You know, I'm feeling uh-huh. pretty good. But, but yeah, come on, guys. Listen, like, like you, you, you really swung and missed here. I think Nick Foles is, is what he is, dude. He, I mean, come on, he is what he is. Nick Foles is a good Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Outside of being on the Philadelphia Eagles, he's trash. He made took away like thirty million dollars from the Jacksonville Jaguars last year and won zero games, and yep. got benched for a sixth round Jort wearing. Mustache having mouth. Okay. All right. Bad mamma jamma in Gardner Minshew, who is coached by one of the greatest head coaches in the history of this sport in Mike Leach. But legend. I mean, just I just and then on top of it, you signed Jimmy Graham two years, sixteen million dollars. Washed. Washed. If you could tell me okay. Jimmy Graham, two years, sixteen million. So you're averaging eight million, or you could have ten and a half million to Austin Hooper. Makes that tr- like makes the Browns look like geniuses for getting Hooper at ten point five. But let Jimmy, me ask you this: Jimmy Graham couldn't do anything with Aaron freaking Rodgers. That was going to be my question. If if he can't do anything with Aaron Rodgers, do you think 
Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky are going to be able to to unleash his greatness. I mean, he's been washed since he left New Orleans. New Orleans has been a great deal getting him out of town. Yeah. No, I don't. We, I don't think you're going to you're going to get anything great out of them. But I mean, maybe the Foles thing. Maybe it's to push Mitchie a little bit. I think Mitchie still has something to show, and. I don't know if it's just me holding on to the fact that I've watched the kid since high school and I think he's got talent or I have no idea what it is, mm. but I think just, I don't understand what they're doing. Yes. They've got a super bowl defense. Mm. But then you drop. Leonard. I mean, they did, but you drop Leonard Floyd, who I thought was pretty solid gets signed one year, $13 million deal. And you give Robert Quinn, who has shown that if you give him big money, he sucks. But if you make him prove it, he's pretty good. You give him the big money, five years, seventy million. He's yep. not going to live up to that contract. Nope. So I, listen, the, I like Leonard Floyd. I I wanted the Lions to potentially pursue him just because I always think you need pass rushing talent, right? You never can have enough, dude. Yep. Um, but but at the same time, it's like for for the Robert Quinn is exactly what you said. And listen, he's had a troubled past. I mean, the guy, he's he's a risk-reward kind of player. Uh-huh. And I think when you do these one-year deals, at least you got it now. I mean, although, but, but what is free agency? It's just spending like crazy, my yep. friend. And on players what? that don't necessarily deserve to be spent like crazy on. It's just the way it works. You have to pay a guy a gajillion dollars to come to Cleveland and Detroit. It's just and, the way it is. And I think that's why I'm so high on these little one-year prove-it deals. I mean, one year, yeah. four million for Carl Joseph, who's a hell of a hitting safety. I mean, that's why I'm so big on these things that the Browns have surprisingly been able to do because they're not being like the Bears right now. And maybe the Bears will prove me wrong. Maybe Ryan Pace really is good as he was that first year when he got um, all the credit for building that team. But I, don't think so. I think they're I think they're the Bill O'Brien team in the NFC. Yeah. Any Make other teams brother. you want any other NFC or any other teams you want to hate on before we go to break and start talking on the other side of the break about who's left and where they might go. Well, I'm excited about that by the way cuz I think there's some talent out there. I mean, there is. It's not I don't think. Definitely. Um, but some like great like I, there's some guys I just don't know where they're gonna end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I think I think you like what the Buffalo Bills are doing. Um, I like what the Baltimore Ravens have done as well. I should yeah. bring them up, but I tried but to forget about them, Ravens, brother. The Baltimore Ravens seem to do this every offseason. Yep, they always seem to make the right moves, and it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Now Pittsburgh's been quiet because Pittsburgh doesn't have a lot of money, but. Those two teams, they you always seem to like when they sign a guy, you're like, that makes sense. Yeah, once the secondary and third tier players start dropping price, <laughs> yep, that's where they go. Plug and play. Yep. yep. No, I agree, brother. Right. We'll uh, I'll right. hit you on the we'll, on the other side. I'm excited to get onto these free agents. We'll we'll have to give some some ideas of where we think people are going. And I got an interesting idea for where Jameis Winston might end up on the other side of this break. So we'll be right back with the rest of the. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. You looking for somewhere to take your kids? You about to have a kid? Got some kids? You need a place for them to go? You looking for the best child care around? Check out Kitty Cove, Ohio. It's in Eastlake. You can find them on Facebook at Kitty Cove OH. Check them out there. Send a message to them. Get on the waiting list. If you're having a kid soon, get on the waiting list now because this is the best child care around. 
From infants to toddlers to school-age kids on their days off and during the summer, this is the place you want to go. Get on the waiting list now. That's Kitty Cove, Ohio, at Kitty Cove OH on Facebook. Check them out. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back into the official podcast of Social Distancing, as we have never recorded this show in a room together. Mm-hmm. But welcome back in. We're going to finish out the show now. We're going to talk about the rest of the free agent class or any trades we might think happen. But before we do that, we had some breaking news happen in the break where you say Darius Slay was talking about Matt Patricia once again on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, he was saying he was ripping anybody at that. Because a lot of people were standing up for Matt Patricia, and he was like, you ain't nobody man talking to be like that, mm. which just doesn't stop. I mean <laughs> – I knew it would be bad when he left just because of everything, but it's just, it, it, I just it, it's like my team, there's so much noise, man. Let's just, uh, we'll move on. <laughs> all right. I just wanted to find out what that was. I didn't have a chance. To look yeah. At it just yet. Yeah. He's tweeting all, I mean, he'll be, he'll be at it, man. You tweet, you turn on his notifications. He just doesn't stop. <laughs> all right. So, Let's look at who's out there still left available. We got mm. probably the top free agent available. Jadavion. Jadavion Clowney. Where do you think Jadavion ends up? Mm. 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 Excuse me. I was taking a sip there. Um, well, first of all, Jadavion Clowney's asking for at least $20 million per. He's not going to get that. Yeah. Um, he Listen. Your team could come knocking on the door for Jadavion Clowney. We'll see how low his value gets. Um, I think a team will overpay for him. I just don't know where it's going to be right now. It's hard, man, because I just don't know where he fits. He's definitely going to get paid. It's not going to be close to $20 million. I'd put it at 17 16 and that's being generous. And I think he's only going to get a one-year deal. Um, we'll see. Where do you think he ends up? Honestly, looking at this, you know, the Browns – and if they really wanted to, they could probably cut Olivier Vernon and his $15 million and then sign Clowney. But Clowney, I feel like he's right now, Clowney's a lot of, I don't know. He's a lot of smoke and no fire. A lot of name. I mean, yeah. He had three sacks, I think it was, last year. But he had a lot of hurries, a lot of pressures. But... I don't know what you're getting out of him. I don't know. Maybe you put him across from Miles Garrett. Maybe he's dominant. Maybe that could be a team. But what I really think happens, I think he goes back, maybe a two-year deal Seattle? with the Seattle Seahawks. I think that's where yeah. he ends up. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's clearly – and Seattle's being smart. Because Seattle's clearly saying, all right, you can you know test the market because they yep. know the market's not there. And – I just see, yeah, I could, I could certainly see him going back to Seattle. That might be the most likely case. Or a team that just has money to spend. He's going to go somewhere. He's not going for $20 million. Yeah, I, In I my opinion, I don't see him getting $20 million. But, I mean, if I'm a team, this is where I go back to the Bears signing Quinn for five years, 70. I mean, you're giving Robert Quinn, what is that about? Yeah. Oh, math not 13, 14 million a year, probably. I mean, if you're giving a guy like that, why not pony up three to four million more and get a guy who's going to at least, he may be more smoke than fire, but at least he puts out the effort when he's on the field. I feel like oh, Quinn, I, 
Quinn doesn't I think do that. Two, you got to look at. I mean, although Quinn has a pass, but you got to look at Jadavion Clowney and yeah. his injury. Pass. True. There's a lot of red flags that the guy gets banged up a lot. Very true. Yeah, I, I see his best spot going back to Seattle because that's the team that needs him the most. I agree. So coming up with the second, probably my second best free agent still available would be Jameis. Mm-hmm. And Jameis is a guy who, I'm, you know, you're reading everywhere and you're hearing all these guys say, oh, he's a, he's probably going to end up as a backup. But there's a team out there that I think could be really interesting him to, or really interesting for him to sign with. And it's because of the, the division and the uncertainty in that division. And it was the division we were just talking about right before the break. And that could be the AFC South. Ooh, South. Where maybe that's the Jacksonville Jaguars pony up the money for Jameis. They've got a running back who he's okay when he wants to be. They've got good wide receivers. They've got defense that. Showing out. I mean, DJ Chark. But they've got a defense where it looked like they were kind of giving up. But then they go and sign Joe Schobert, so they got another middle linebacker. They played Miles Jack still. Yannick, is he going to come back, or is they going to trade him? This is a team that, you know, maybe if you get a Jameis out there and you get the good part of Jameis, they could make noise in that division. I was, yeah. I was originally thinking that they were going to tag to – Tagged to trade him anyway, mm-hmm. and so not not Jameis, um, Yannick. I, I, yeah, Yannick. I think they were going to tag to trade him, but but listen, I mean, you're right. It, just when we thought they were dumping salary left and right, then they mm-hmm. go out and make a sign. So it's like not sure what they're really doing. Um, interesting. Cam Newton would be interesting there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't know. Does does it feel – they certainly could because they're going to need a – come on. We know that we as much as Gardner Minshew is a, a national treasure, we know they they need an upgraded quarterback. And whether they make it this year or next year or, you know what I mean, really mm-hmm. spend the draft capital on it. Or maybe they're a team that wants to move up. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say what that team's doing, but as far as finding fits for Jameis right now. Well, it's, it's bleak. I mean, does to, he to, sign? To, and it's with Cam too. Yeah. It's bleak with Cam. It's bleak. I mean, it, it, like, listen, there's there was there's some quarterbacks that were on the market this year that it, it, there's definitely more quarterbacks than you would think, mm-hmm. and, and it just doesn't seem like there might be teams. And that's this is a league that's always needing quarterbacks and driven by quarterbacks. So it's it's, it's kind of a weird off season for the for the QBs. And that's because there's been such a influx of young quarterbacks lately. Like Sam Darnold, what is he really is does he deserve to be a guaranteed starter at this point in his career? Well the thing is though, and you I mean, you know just as well is is they want to get these guys on rookie deals because that's how you build a yep. roster. And so that's where you're that's where you're kind of, you know, push and shove or you're th- you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. And that's why you see, uh, you know, a Tampa Bay get a Brady, and you see, uh, you know, Philip Rivers go because those teams are already tooled to win. The other teams, you know, with the with the the poor rosters, they're the ones that need to actually build through the draft and not, you know, in, in, in their capital that yeah. they have. 
You know, the other spot that, you know, so there was some rumblings about Jameis possibly going to Vegas and joining Chucky with the Raiders. But I can't, I mean, as much as I don't think Derek Carr is a top quarterback, I think what you get out of Derek Carr is more suited to what Chucky wants and what Jameis is going to give you because Jameis, those turnovers would make Chucky insane. And didn't they sign, they signed Marcus Mariota too. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they got a backup or – I feel like, yeah. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> he doesn't turn the ball over. Chucky hates the people that turn – I mean, yep. l- look at his Super Bowl that he won. I mean, it was a game-managing quarterback didn't turn the ball over. I think Derek Carr is a little bit more than a game-manager. I actually am higher on Derek Carr than a lot of people. Um, But, yeah, I, I think that, that they're, they're – I don't see them a- a- looking that direction yeah. at all. So after that, I mean, it's all backup spots. I mean, does he sign a short-term deal? I mean, the Dolphins or the Dolphins say, "Hey, you know, while we're we got this roster building, why don't we throw some money at Jameis? Maybe we can get something." I don't see that. I see them trying to move up in the draft to yeah. take two or more than I see that. Yep. I mean, it's so hard to find a spot for him. I'm thinking, where could he back if, up? If the Dolphins move up and get two. Dolphins have had a nice offseason. And I think they still have they still have Ryan Fitzmagic on the roster. So I would start Fitzmagic. Right. And so and, he, he would start. Yep. And, and you would hope that you could actually just sit, you know, two of the entire season mm-hmm. and then and then go from there. But there's just nowhere else for Jameis, I think, right now, other than Jacksonville where he could start right away. He's a starter, in my opinion. I think he is. I just don't know where that's going to be right now. And I think he will start next year. I mean, the, the, there's teams that are going to take a t- – there's a team that will take a flyer in him that mm-hmm. has a, a quarterback that's questionable, and that quarterback will struggle. And So let, and, um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater got three years, $63 million. Would you rather have mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston. I'm with you on that, and I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. I just think he's and a here's game the de- here's the deal. Exactly. Listen, Teddy Bridgewater's a fine quarterback, and I know Ted Bridge- Teddy Bridgewater well because I- we saw him twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen a lot of Teddy, Brid- but for me, I'm willing to to deal with the mistakes Jameis is going to make because he pushes the ball down the field. He can make every throw. And I think he can cut back the interceptions. I think he can. I think last year was an outlier. I mean, he's always thrown a lot of picks. But I think he just – that arm talent is just way more exciting to me than, than, than Teddy Bridgewater. And I think with that, with Teddy Bridgewater, you need lots and lots of we- – I mean, I think that the roster needs to be built differently for Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. When Jonas, you can just plug in and he can, he can go out and sling it. Mm-hmm. He might go to the wrong jersey a couple times, but but I mean, shit, we saw. I mean, he threw for thirty touchdowns and five thousand and some yards last year. I mean, this isn't a dink and dunk kind of guy. Yep. I mean, the only other place I feel like he could that would make sense for him, maybe on a two-year, three-year deal. And this maybe it's because of the age of the quarterback that's there, but I think he's still going to play for a while. Is Green Bay maybe as Aaron Rodgers' backup? And future Eric Parent. you imagine how upset Aaron Rodgers would get? 
I mean, he's come out and said he, he understands that it's a business. Oh, he doesn't understand shit, dude. But yeah, I could see him getting pissed. He would be so upset. <laughs> Remember, like, like any, like when they talked about drafts and a quarterback, he was mm-hmm. like, what? "What?" It's like, dude. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, th- he's thirty-six now. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, they got Deshaun Kaiser, or they did. I mean, that guy's <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser's. I, I, he's in. Uh, he's, I think he's in Vegas now with the with Chucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's moved a lot. Yeah, guy was exactly what I expected him to be coming out. But All moving right. on from James, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about another guy who uh, he's probably not the third best guy still left out there, but he's a guy who could have gotten a pretty solid deal last season, held out, and now he is a yeah. free agent, looking like he's going to have to take a short term deal for a lot less money, and that's. Former Chargers running back Melvin Gordon. Where can you see Melvin ending up? And that's it. I mean, I uh, originally I thought I could see him ending up in Tampa, mm-hmm. but now I see Todd Gurley heading that direction a little bit more. Um, it's tough because I think Houston could use could go get Melvin Gordon. Um, but they got David Johnson. No, I know they have David. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried to say that with a straight face and not as a joke, but yeah, I mean, they don't have. I mean, the thing is, Johnson. The thing is, is, is what Melvin Gordon's understanding right now is that he should have taken the deal with the Chargers when he had the opportunity. Absolutely. Um, and he's going to take way less than he, he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I could. It, it's tough for him because. Who's going to pay a running back that kind of money? And that's what these guys are going to find out. I think that. It, where I do think, you where do you see a landing destination for? I, mean, I think it's got to be a team that thinks they need a running back and they want a guy they can trust who they know isn't the mystery box, and who thinks they can win now. And Tampa would make sense, like you said, but I could see Todd Gurley ending up there as well. I mean, when you think about it, they're there's not a lot of backs who have his short yardage power, his explosiveness or his receiving ability. I mean, he is that second contract. I mean, on a one year prove it deal where maybe he gets back because last year he looked terrible for the most part when he came back, I could see a team like maybe the Detroit lions. A no. team that thinks they can Stop win it. one year, seven and a half million. I could see that. I don't know. Maybe no. this is Pittsburgh. Once the market dwindles, since James well, Conner hasn't been able to stay healthy, yeah, Pittsburgh's interesting. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I it, maybe it, the New England Patriots who have about forty running backs, but none. It's can hard do what Melvin he, Gordon can do. It's hard to see a place for him right now. That's the thing. And speaking of Pittsburgh, breaking news: former Kansas City Chiefs center Stephen Wisniewski is now headed to Pittsburgh. On a free agent deal, but Melvin Gordon and running backs in particular, it's hard to say exactly where they can go. I mean, Kansas City on a short-term deal. I just, it's, it's really hard to place him. Yeah, I mean, listen, I could. To me, he's going to get a deal. It's not going to be what he wants. I think mm-hmm. you're in the ballpark and seven and a half million. I think you're there. 
I think he wants 10. Yeah. I mean, to me, he'll get signed, but I just don't know where it's at right now. And that's the, that's the thing. You look at the free, you know, the free agent boards that are out there right now, and there's guys that are sitting there and you're like, I'm not really sure as far as running backs where they fit. Um, because again, nobody wants to pay running backs the kind of money that they want. Uh-huh. I think the Chicago Bears are an intriguing place for Melvin Gordon. Could be. Um, but I don't know, that's all I got. I, I I just don't know, man. I don't know. It's it, it's I interesting. Mean, Bills, maybe. I mean, they like Singletary. They do. I think. But... Is Frank Gore alive still? Is he still there? Yeah, I think he's a free agent. I mean, he's 106 years old, but that's a guy who's been around forever. I mean, mm-hmm. a team that I think could really step up by adding him, even though they've got a young running back they like, the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's – I don't think he's going back to the Chargers. For me, it's Eagles, Bucks, or Lions. And that's and that's it's on a, a short-term deal. I'll be bummed, dude. I mean, I won't be bu- – I, I don't know. No. I think – Out of it. Take the Lions. I think with a healthy Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Lions talk tonight. And Too much. those weapons and a running back who – I mean, carry-on is terrible knee-wise, health-wise, struggling. But if you can get him less carries a game, maybe that would work out. But, I mean – The Lions I, do have the money. I mean, if I'm the Eagles, one year, seven and a half million, or maybe one year – Four and a half million, but with bonuses to get it up to maybe eight million. Eagles, that team, a team ready to win right now. I could definitely see that happening, but I think they are a better spot for our next free agent. We'll move on to as Melvin Gordon could Robbie us all over Robbie Anderson. Yeah, me too. Robbie Anderson is a very talented receiver, has great deep speed, but he's had less than 800 yards in each of the last two seasons. And Part of that's injuries. Part of that is the fact that His Sammy Darnold has proven to be mono and shit. Oh, having, I mean, mono shit. And dump. <laughs> yeah. So, Robbie Anderson, we both thinking Eagles is the number one spot for him. I think he goes back to the Jets. I think that's the Jets. Yeah, but the Eagles are definitely the number two. But I, I ultimately think he goes back to the Jets. Um, they got to keep somebody for Sam. I mean. Look at that team. Yeah. So you're building you're, – you, you take Sam Darnold. These teams seem to understand you, you – What you, the first thing you do is you get the quarterback you think's a guy. Then you load him with weapons. You give him every opportunity to succeed. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't, then, hey, you move on to the next one. Which, you move on to the next one. Which brings us back to – I can't we're going to talk Browns again, but what the Browns have done for Baker Mayfield at this point, there's no excuse for him not to be exactly. successful. Yep. And, and if he isn't, then he isn't. Right, and, the, and, the, and that's fine, but you at least exhausted all your means to make sure that he's he's equipped with people that can make plays, yep. and 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 that's what you have to do. I think they have to. I mean, the Jets have to. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, they hate him. Adam Gase hates him. <laughs> like he's their best offensive weapon. Right? They yeah. need they need to stack guys. And I think they need to bring back Robbie Anderson. I think they need to go offense quite often in the draft. Yeah, 100%. And build up that line, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, 
Robbie Anderson's 26. He's been in the league three years coming off his rookie deal. I think he's outplayed his rookie deal by far. He's been way better than I think anyone expected him to be. Yep. I mean, he's probably one of the top five pure deep threats in the game when healthy. I think this is a guy who could see a four-year deal in the $52 million range. And if he doesn't get that in New York, which is, I think, where he wants to end up, I feel like he's one of those guys who feels like he has unfinished business. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think he wants to leave, but again, it's business. But, I mean, but New York's got to pay. Like, like you got to keep talent. Like, yeah. And if I feel like if they go four years and they try to say, hey, 40 million, I think if they lowball him by 10 to 12 million, I think then he thinks about taking a one year deal. For a team that is proven, like the Eagles, and that's where he could end up. But this is a guy who I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in the league. And I, I think agree. he deserves a shot. Be interested to see where he ends up. And while we're talking underrated receivers, talk about one of the best route running receivers in the league. A guy who isn't going back to the team that traded for him last year. A team that if the quarterback threw the ball maybe 10 yards shorter, could have won the championship with and that's Emmanuel Sanders yep probably the top slot receiver on the market right now yep Emmanuel Sanders where can you see him going I don't know I don't have any fucking clue <laughs> listen Emmanuel Sanders is an okay player he's a nice player nice mm-hmm. receiver the he's not again <laughs> I mean where's he gonna go I, I the thing is for me He's going to have to take a one-year deal as well. And I think maybe he just goes back. I think – to me, how much of a difference maker do you think he is? And how much are you willing to pony up for him? If I am a young team that needs a slot receiver and a guy who – He's been on a lot of good teams. He's played on the good Denver teams. He's played in good Pittsburgh teams. He's been to the he won, Super Bowl. he won a Super Bowl with Peyton, didn't he? Yeah. He's been to the yeah. Super Bowl with the 49ers. I mean, he's 33 years old. He's on the downside of his career. I mean, a team that could make sense, a young team that needs a slot receiver. I mean, normally I'd say this could be a spot for maybe the Cleveland Browns, except for the fact that they're going to be running a lot of two wide receiver sets, but find me a team that's maybe it's Tampa. Maybe even Tampa is a team that makes sense as a slot receiver with Tom Brady there, but it's hard for me to find a spot other than Dallas that I can officially see him going. I guess when I really think about it, I'm putting it all together here. What do you think about Philadelphia? Philadelphia could be a spot, but I think they need they need someone. more of an outside guy. They need, yeah, I think because I don't know what Alshon Jeffrey's future is. With you know what I mean, like yeah. <clears throat> maybe Indianapolis, but like we've talked about Indy, where they need another outside guy because you don't know what you have in Ty Hilton. Yeah, it's just injury wise. Yeah, I mean. Maybe he could take less money and finish his career in Pittsburgh, where he could join Juju. But I think Dallas is number one, and then after that, I would find a team, a younger team, 
looking to grow, and I would go that route with him. But it's it's really hard to find a perfect fit for him right now outside of Dallas. I agree, man. We'll talk about uh, one more guy before we get out of here tonight. We kind of all right. We got a hell of a long show tonight. It's been pretty good though. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, Jason Peters. Yeah, thirty-eight years old. He was still really good last year. You know where it is. Don't go any further. <laughs> you know where that one-year deal needs to come from. Where is that one-year deal? Uh, is the two one six? I think it's in the two one six. I mean, I could. I would like it because I think. Give me, give me, give me one-year deal. Which with with Jason Peters over spending anything on Trent Williams. I'm with you, mainly because giving up a two or a three for Trent Williams and then $20 million a year doesn't make sense to me, even though Trent would love to come here because he loves Bill Callahan. But, I mean, I, I could see the Browns. It, it doesn't necessarily make sense based on their way of thinking right now. I see what they're trying to do. They want younger guys with higher value. But yeah. if they want to bring in... You got you got it. I mean, I mean, bring him in, pay him for one year, and then you turn around, you draft a left tackle, and then hope that that guy plugs the hole the following year. Jace Peters is a one year guy, yeah, right? He's I mean, 106. If you would tell me the Browns would go into next year with Conklin and Peters as your tackles and Andrew Thomas on your bench, I'm in for it. I'm yeah. 100% in because I think what Peters could do is. Not only does he bring the talent, but he brings in a locker room presence and a guy in that huddle is a professional who's been around a lot of winning football in Philadelphia. He is a culture changer. Super Bowl ring, dude. I mean, that would be great. However, I no, he had one. Yeah, he does. He does. Oh, I'm not talking about the Brown. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. This isn't yeah. Madden. Yeah, I don't think right. that. But, yeah, he's, he's got yeah, the Super Bowl. Right. One. <laughs> I, I can't wait for the Browns to play the Lions in the Super Bowl one year after we're 100 years dead. We'll but, be uh, dead. We'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Our great, 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 the, great the only grandchildren. In the NFL, it'll be the Browns <laughs> and the Lions. And they won't play. They'll still play for the Barge. They'll be like, we don't want yeah. the trophy. We don't want the Lombardi. Give us the Barge. <laughs> but the, barge. the Browns do make a lot of sense when you just look at it, but yep. I, I, I don't see him doing it. I would love to see them do it. I think they should. But Tampa Bay now makes a lot of sense. But Tampa Bay, how much money they got? They had a ton of money. Did they? Because, I mean, I feel like we're talking about, I mean, because Antonio Brown's going to end up there. I feel like Antonio <laughs> Brown's going there, dude. See, I think even if even if Antonio comes back. Well, it's a one-year, like, he's, one, I think one he's million dollar facing, deal. Yeah, he's still facing – well, yeah. Suspension. Right. So they still have, right now, they've got an estimated $48 million. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. And uh, I believe Spend that doesn't I believe that does include Tom Brady. Let me make sure that's correct here. That can't include Tom Brady. Well, they had like $90 million when they first started opening this up. So, yeah. All right. Huh? All right. Well, all right. Well. I mean, if you bring in Brady... <laughs> I mean, even if it doesn't include Brady at this point, because that includes Shaq or Shaq Barrett on the uh, franchise tag at almost sixteen million. Yeah, a guy but, that was the, was nothing until yep until he took over, which is why it was smart for them to put him on the franchise deal to see mm-hmm. what exactly you're going to get out of him. And I like the fact that they got 
Jason Pierre-Paul on a two-year deal with one hand money. But yeah, I mean, I could see Jason Peters heading to Tampa. This is a guy who he's a difference maker because even if he doesn't play a lot on the field, so he's just a culture changer. He's a dude you want in your locker room. He's huge. He is. He is a large human being. And but one of the best left tackles in the league. Absolutely. So. And it's I feel like it's been that way forever. I mean it's yeah. and everyone looks at him like, oh, he's he's always been with the Eagles. I mean, he started his career in Buffalo, if I remember correctly. Oh, I yeah. I mean it, all it takes is like something like Greg Robinson. I mean, he had his opportunity, and then he became, you know, the world's worst drug smuggler. <laughs> so everybody has their opportunity to shine, and Greg Robinson just yeah. putting weed in duffel bags, driving past the border. No big deal here. <laughs> no one noticed a six six black man. Yep, you're gonna get you're gonna get peeked at, bro. You're huge. Yep, you're gonna get looked at. But yeah, 2004. Jason Peters was actually drafted by Buffalo. He's with the Eagles from 09 to the present. <coughs> Excuse me. crazy, man. I've been holding that in the whole show. Corona. Anything else you want to get into? Yeah. Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, man. I think it was a good show. I uh, Free agency's fun. We still got, you know, Logan Ryans, Demarius Randles. There's a lot of guys out there. So we'll see. Next week, we'll check back in. See where we're at. The Lions will probably have. Uh, Probably just sold the team, moved it <laughs> at that point. But entire team walk out on Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, brother. Hey, it was fun as always. Absolutely, always a good time. Next week we will talk more free agency. We'll Stay safe, everybody. Hundred percent. Get into the draft next week because it's that yeah, we, time. Yeah, we gotta get we definitely gotta get need back. to get back into that. Hope everyone stays safe out there. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening. Hey, check us out on Twitter at FCFS Pod. There is a link on our header to go ahead and be a part of the show. Click on that. Send us a message. Whatever you want to do. Listen to the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast Pods, anywhere. Pretty much everywhere. And most importantly, remember, as always, if you live the life you love, you'll love the life you live. Good night, kids.